Welcome. You are listening to Central Synagogue's podcast, featuring sermons, lectures, and conversations from Manhattan's historic Central Synagogue. I'm Rabbi Angela Bookdahl. Each week, we invite you to listen to messages of strength and hope given by our clergy on Shabbat or Jewish holidays. You can also listen to audio recordings of other programs and lectures given at Central by subscribing to this podcast on the platform of your choice. If you'd like to watch our live stream services or learn more about our congregation, I invite you to visit us at centralsynagogue.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. And raise me up to a world living, oh, safe from the storm, in the shelter of your shadow. Tomorrow night, we will observe Slichot, a late night service that serves as an overture to the High Holy Days. For the first time this year, we will open the ark to see our Torah scrolls dressed in white. We will rise for Avinu Malkenu. We will confess. The blast of the shofar will ring in our ears and open our hearts. If we haven't felt the awe of this season sneaking up on us yet, this, the drama of this service grabs us by the lapels and calls us to attention. This mounting drama is echoed in this week's Torah portion, Kitavo. The Israelites are on the precipice of entering the promised land, a land that Moses knows he cannot enter. In a last-ditch effort to exert some control over the future of his people, Moses exhorts the Israelites to follow God's path, laying out the blessings that will follow if they do, and the many, many curses that will befall them if they do not. These curses are vivid and horrifying. We're not just talking the usual plagues and locusts. We're used to being threatened with plagues and locusts. We're talking about people resorting to eating their own children. And after all these nightmarish visions, Moses warns, In the morning you shall say, if only it were evening, and in the evening you shall say, if only it were morning, because of what your heart shall dread and your eyes shall see. One way to understand this verse is as a coda to the curses that have preceded it, a description of the emotional repercussions of suffering. Instead, I think we can understand it as a curse in and of itself. To spend the morning wishing it were evening and the evening wishing it were morning is to live in an impotent state of restless dissatisfaction with a state of the world from which it feels like there is no escape. To live this way denies both God's power and our own. Our Ma'ariv Aravim prayer which we just prayed together, reminds us that God controls the cycles of day and night. And while it is reassuring to know that every, after every period of darkness, the sun will rise, it is folly to wish it will happen at a time of our choosing. There are many things outside our control. To spend our lives wishing them away is a recipe for disappointment.
Recently, I had occasion to rewatch the 1987 cinematic masterpiece, Dirty Dancing. If you're wondering how far rabbis will go to procrastinate during the run-up to the high holidays, that is exactly how far. At one point, Patrick Swayze is teaching Jennifer Grey how to dance the merengue. She is not so good at it. She's loosey-goosey in a dance that depends on structure and boundaries. At one point, exasperated, he explains, this is my dance space. This is your dance space. I don't go into yours, and you don't go into mine. You need to hold the frame. The High Holy Days are all about reminding us what is in God's dance space and what is in our own. Who shall live and who shall die? God's dance space. Making amends, calling ourselves to account, caring for one another, that's in ours. In our Slikot service, this division comes into stark relief through a juxtaposition of two prayers. The first, Kihine Kahomer, imagines us as clay in God's hands, ultimately vulnerable and at the mercy of the source of creation. In it, we relinquish our illusion of control and hand it back to God. And right after that, we move to our vidui, our communal confession, where we acknowledge how much of what plagues us is actually our own doing. That prayer reminds us we have the ability to change. It's when we forget one of these things, either our power or its limits, that we end up feeling cursed, living in a world where we are convinced that things would be different if only if only it were morning or evening, if only we had different parents or a different body, if only we lived in a different country or had a different major in college or were a morning person or actually liked salad. Though dressed up as a wish, if only is the opposite of hope. It robs us of our agency, leaving us to wait for things beyond our control to change before we decide we can change ourselves. Only once we stop saying, if only, can we say, now what? Tomorrow night, we will hear the first strains of the harp and organ inviting us to begin our yearly dance with God. May this year bring many blessings, morning, noon, and night. And as we search our souls, may we have the wisdom to recognize what is in God's dance space and what is in our own, allowing ourselves the freedom to move and to change while knowing that we are held in a divine embrace. Shabbat Shalom. And I'd always praise your name.
Thank you for listening to this edition of Central Synagogue's podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop on future episodes. And please follow us on social media or watch our live stream at centralsynagogue.org, our Facebook page, or on national cable at the Jewish Broadcasting Service. Thanks again for joining us. Hello, hey, no, 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 no